Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back fight fans to BTR Boxing Podcast. Big fight preview for this week. We have Dillian White versus Jermaine Franklin going on this weekend and we also have Regis Pagrai and Jose Di Cepeda for the WBC Super Lightweight Championship, the vacant Super Lightweight Championship vacated by a certain Josh Taylor. So we'll be talking about those two fights on this episode but we will of course cover any other notable fights that are happening this weekend from the UK, USA and anywhere else in the world. I'm delighted to be joined by Lukey. Lukey, you're back on for a big fight preview again. Thank you so much, as always, for covering the show for Johnston in his absence. And it's a, it's a great pleasure having you on. The listeners like having you on. You like coming on. It's a uh, it's a match made in heaven. It's fun. It's fun. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we love it, don't we? We do um, we do that shooting the breeze episode, and we've got another one coming as well this week that we're we're doing together. So excited to talk to you on that show about some different related topics to the sport. But this show, guys, is all about the big fights this weekend. Dillian White is back in action after his loss in April to Tyson Fury, looking to get straight back on that saddle by fighting twenty-one and zero undefeated American Jermaine Franklin. Now, I've heard about Jermaine Franklin. I've known about him for about four years now. I feel like his career seems to have progressed quite slowly over the past four years since I learned about him and started to sort of keep an eye on what he was doing in the sport. Even four years ago, when I was working for ESBR Boxing, one of the guys there did an exclusive with him when he was like sort of 14, 15 and 0. And I just don't think his career's moved that much more forward than what it was four years ago. Is there a specific reason why he's not been propelled into these big fights yet up until now? Got caught in delay. Uh, 
I think the big thing with guys like Jermaine Franklin is nothing different than a guy who's scheduled to fight on his name, Stefan Shaw, who also fights this week. The big shot. And I like listening to him talk. If you don't have the biggest promoters in the world, you probably don't have the biggest opportunities in the world. I think a guy like Jermaine Franklin built his record up. There was enough money to build him to that spot. But now it simply comes down to when do the opportunities. I think that's why. Like, why is Michael Hunter? Right. You could label whatever reasons, but part of it is maybe it's because he doesn't have a huge backing behind him to say, okay, Michael Hunter is going to fight Otto Valin. Why does Otto Valin not get opportunities? Deeper, I think Martin Bacoli's better than um what's his face? Dillian White. I think Martin Bacoli is everything people say Dillian White is. That's Martin Bacoli, and is really how Dillian White is because Dillian White loses to like White gets Dillian White were to lose. I don't think it was people. Because it, it, there's no special effects. He just comes forward, hits hard. But I think the answer is Jermaine Franklin didn't have the system in place to get. So what we're saying here really is it boils down to the fact that some of these guys are, are heavily underpromoted and they're not really propelled into their limelight the same way like a Dillian White is because obviously Dillian from the UK's perspective, has, has been on the radar of, of Eddie Hearn. He's been on the radar uh, of other promoters in the UK that have been able to propel him, you know, into into these big fights. And ultimately, his biggest fight really did come with Tyson Fury. Obviously, he had the Povetkin fights over the course of COVID and the uh, the pandemic that was going on. He loses, he comes back, he wins. People say Povetkin was still recovering from COVID. And, you know, there's always a load of excuses as to why a certain fighter might have won or lost a certain fight. But I feel like with, with Dillian, he's been... Some might say he's not been promoted well because it took him how many days to get that shot of the WBC title. However, what I'm trying to point out is that he's been on the radar a lot longer than Jermaine Franklin has. And, you know, even though Jermaine's been on my radar for the past four years, he's not really been in a significant fight. Is he still promoted by Demetrius Salita, Salita Promotions? I'd assume fighter... Right. This is a fighter who, despite being a world-class fighter, despite being a U.S. fighter, which I cover mostly U.S. fighters, this is someone that's not getting active TV dates. This is someone who's getting mostly on the when I'm reading the box scores to get information about. This is, you know, someone that, if we're being honest, is being brought in to be a good win for Dillian White, an undefeated contender, so Dillian White could go on to fight someone really famous and more than likely lose. That is what this is. I just never saw Dillian White as what the world saw him as. So I always feel like when Dillian White is in these fights, you could get a whole year of Dillian White fighting the same guy because he could mess around and lose. And the way boxing is, it goes, oh my God, the wrong guy won. We've got to rematch it. Kind of like Povetkin. We had a, like, Dillian White didn't get the opportunities, but he also hasn't helped himself in a lot of opportunities. When he fought Povetkin, he got brutally knocked out. So then there's a year of his career that's just going to be fighting Povetkin. Really uninteresting. He gets the Fury fight. He does about as little promotion as possible to show that he's a tough guy. I'm a street guy. He also kind of shows why he didn't get those opportunities because people don't really want to afford you those luxuries if you're not going to try to sell the fight. And it's a very good point, and a very good arguable point as to why maybe Dillian White is in the position he's in. I think, like, when I look at this fight, 
I look at it as initially the fight, like you said there, it's a fight to bring Dillian White back into the forefront of, of people's minds as in being, you know, a legit competitor for another guy at the top level in the future. And with Jermaine Franklin, however, you know, he hasn't fought for three years up until May this year. So for, for me, it's it does kind of feel a little bit like like they are spoon feeding Franklin to White a little bit to try and what make White look good and and but from what I've seen of Jermaine Franklin, motivated and in shape, he does look like the kind of guy that would actually give Dillian White a little bit of trouble, you know. And and I don't think people should underestimate the guy's ability in the ring. I mean, looking through his record, you know, he's fought some good American names, you know, good names on the American circuit. Jerry Forrest, Rydell Booker, you know, two names straight away that, that jump out to me that I'm familiar with, that a lot of heavyweights get in the ring with and, and, and you know, look to to sort of try and push their, their, their careers forward. So I see this as, as not just a, a Dillian White is going to roll over this guy. I see this as a highly competitive fight where, you know, there's a chance that Dillian might might lose this fight. And if he loses this fight, I, I mean, people do come back from, from second and third losses. I mean, look at Derek Chisora. He's getting his shot and he's had how many losses now. So it's, it's not out of the realms of possibility for Dillian White to lose this fight and come back again. But realistically, when you're looking at pushing yourself back into heavyweight title contention you need to be beating these opponents. And who's going to be the hungrier here? Dillian White's already tasted, you know, that, that sort of top-level opponent and, and top opportunity. And he's come up short in, in his biggest opportunity. But when you look at a guy like Jimmy Franklin, White's he hasn't good. had it. He's the guy that loses to the guys, Dillian White. So, like, if you're the really good guy, you beat Dillian White. I think this fight screams that Dillian White's going to look like a million bucks. He's got Buddy McGirt. Buddy McGirt's a good trainer. This is probably – we're going to hear the classic tropes of he's using a jab, he's more effective, where I think that it's going to be partially Buddy McGirt's helping. But I also think this is Jermaine Franklin's first time fighting a fighter at this level who hits this hard, and I think that's going to be a huge step up. That being said – Dillian White's been knocked out a few times and when guys get knocked out a few times weird things happen so I don't really know what to expect I'm casually excited about this fight but I can't say that I'm going to stop what I'm doing to make sure I see it I can understand that I mean it's it's not a huge fight for me personally but I label it this week's big fight because I see it as the well, one of the most significant fights of the week. And probably more significant is the fight that we're going to talk about next, which is the Pader versus Pagrai fight, which is, I think, more, more significant than this uh, because, obviously, the vacant WBC title's on the line. But just quickly whipping round this particular card that's happening on Saturday at Wembley Arena. Fabio Wardley, Nathan Gorman, vacant British heavyweight title. Fabio Wardley now looking to... Stamp his authority on our domestic scene in the UK, coming against Nathan Gorman, who obviously had his moment against Daniel Dubois and came up short, but has since come back with three victories on the bounce, one in 2020, one in 21, and one in 2022 earlier this year. So it was a perfect opportunity for both of these guys to sort of stamp their authority on the UK domestic heavyweight scene at the moment. And then you've got Craig Richards, Ricard Belotniks, which I think is a... 
a pretty tasty affair on the card. Uh, Sandy Ryan, Chevon Clark, Pat McCormack. You know, these are all names that the UK fight fans will be aware of that will be on this particular card. It's not the greatest card in the world. You know, we, we I always say that when I think about certain fights on cards. It's a watchable card. You know, it's not something that will jump out at me and go... Oh, I'm, I really need to watch this card this weekend. However, I will be tuning in to sort of see what happens in some of the bigger fights on this particular card. But as I just said to you then, Luke, it's not the fight of the weekend for me. The fight of the weekend is Cepeda against Pagrai for the WBC Super Lightweight title. Josh Taylor vacates the title. He is now fighting Jack Catterall in February. It's been confirmed that that rematch is happening with only one title on the line. Of course, he's lost his IBF. He's lost his WBC. He's lost his ring. He's lost everything practically, Josh Taylor. But he's done that to take this fight and try and right the wrongs in his mind. I mean, that that's an interesting debate to have really isn't it why would you give up your titles to, to to take this fight but I think it was quite obvious why he needed to do it he was soundly beaten in that fight and it was probably one of the worst decisions in boxing uh, in the last 10-15 years in, in my personal opinion that there was quite a few people that felt the same about that fight so Josh Taylor effectively loses the majority of his titles this title becomes vacant Cepeda versus Pagrai happens this weekend it's been a highly under-promoted fight, but it's an exciting fight. I mean, what are you thinking about this particular fight this weekend? I mean, it's good. I think that I was writing about this this morning because I'm it's a holiday in America and I've got trying to get everything done kind of today so then I can have some. And my overview of this fight is it's hard to not talk about this fight without talking about the distribution and the promotion. Because even though this is probably one of the most exciting and most relevant fights, the fight, and it's not just on a regular pay-per-view, it's on a niche pay-per-view network fight TV. It doesn't really seem to have many ads. It's not having YouTube ads. It's not consuming boxing guy. I'm boxing guy. I use YouTube probably more than anyone. And I'm not seeing anything about it. So though this is a fight I'm excited about, I'm probably about as big of a Regis Progray fan as anyone. I think the story for me going into this fight is how a rather anonymous Los Angeles-based promoter won this fight, won the purse bid, is putting on this show and putting on basically uh, an internet page. It's a strange affair, isn't it? It's a strange concept, this whole card. And, and you know, when I look at it, I'm sort of talking, I'm stuttering a bit when I'm talking because I'm in a little bit of disbelief, like... I'm looking down at the names on this card and I'm looking at the likes of Charles Conwell, Bakadir Jalalov, who's on this card as well. You know, these are two names that are, to me, on the cusp of pushing themselves into the well, major mainstream. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Title type fighters, but I think the issue is people aren't readily familiar with these fighters and those aren't always going to be the fighters that inherently get people to buy, sadly. And it's like pay-per-view, you five is a pay-per-view, right? People want a PlayStation 5. Their kid wants a PlayStation 5. Anonymous video game systems are not always pay-per-view. And I think the issue is a lot of these fighters, I don't think, have captured just the popular culture of the boxing collective. It's understandable why they've ended up on Fight TV, though, isn't it? Like, it's good that they're getting some type of, of airtime, but 
what level of demographic are they going to get as a result of it? I know Fight TV is quite popular in the UK because I know there's certain events that get put on Fight TV that we wouldn't necessarily normally get. You know, if they're on like a USA network, we wouldn't normally necessarily get it unless you are quite tech savvy and you go online and you're able to find the US-based streaming services that you can actually go and, and watch these fights on but say for your average boxing fan who just wants to tune into you know a couple of fights on this card or the, the main fight you know it, it, it does prove a little more difficult and then, then they have to go to the subscription based service to be able to then go and watch the particular fight and and it then begs the question how many more subscriptions as an individual going to have to have before they can consume the level of fights that they want to consume. And also, it also depends on the quality of what's being put on these shows as well. It's all well and good you're signing up to Fight TV, maybe to watch this one fight, but, you know, are you really getting your money's worth? Are you you going to be able to consume other things on there? This is what the whole format can be a really hit and miss of. And again, I think I'm going to open that kind of worms up for our Shooting the Breeze episode, because I think it does. I just want to add one thing. Go is the tone-deaf nature of this fight. It's on Thanksgiving weekend, which is Black Friday before Christmas. So not just is this happening. This is one of the biggest financial um, institutions in America, maybe the world for Christmas. And there's no correlation. There's no Black Friday sales that I've seen so far. There's no tie-in or anything for this event to be occurring. I'm sure it's the only date that probably could have worked. But it's like that is the most on-brand boxing thing that Thanksgiving's here. People are poorer than they used to be. They're going Christmas shopping. And here's a $60 pay-per-view if you like boxing. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> well, it's it's crap, isn't it? It really is. Like, when you put it like that, it's just crap if you're a boxing fan. It's even worse if you're an American boxing fan because you guys, you guys get your pants pulled down and royally shafted Onto, in terms of the pay-per-views and the amount of them that you get. I mean, we complain as UK fight fans, you know, about the amount we get. And that's just because we're not used to it and it just keeps increasing. But, 
know, I've always interpreted and viewed a, 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 the casual US fight fan as paying for many, many more pay-per-views throughout the course of a 12-month period than what a UK fight fan does. So, you know, it genuinely doesn't help when there's so much going on that I am that is making people poorer in general, like you say, and it's coming to the time of the year where everybody's going to be out spending the wages, preparing for for Christmas and obviously Thanksgiving in the US. So you know, there's a lot of things going on, but yet they're expecting people to pay for a certain amount. I pay a certain amount of money, like you said, for a fight and fight card that is, you know, pretty average at, at best, barring maybe the main event. So I can understand why people get annoyed. It is annoying. Yeah, it's just it to don't think there is really a casual reviews unless it's a Gervonta Davis or a Ryan Garcia. Because I just think that I was saying this yesterday, but I'll say it again today. I think the casual boxing fan has last lost faith that boxing fights are competitive and world title fights mean something. So we've devalued what a world title fight is, and that's what allowed influencers and all these to jump into our sport and get these fights. Oh, great. Great. So that's what's allowed influencing influencer people to come into this sport and be able to put on fights that I think the average person thinks that Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva is more competitive than, say, a world title fight because we've lost the faith with the general public. So I'm just going to switch attentions for a couple of moments just because there is another card in the UK on Saturday that hasn't been mentioned. So for the UK fight fans listening, Zach Parker supposed to be fighting Boo Boo Andrade and that fight just got completely shelved. And now John Ryder's fighting Zach Parker for the WBO interim super middleweight title, the vacant interim title. Another title that, really has no value to me as a fight fan and it just kind of puts either man in position to fight the current WBO super middleweight champion at some point in the future so that's the main event on the Frank Warren BT Sport card this weekend and there are a few prospects on it Luke Hamza Sharaz, Dennis McCann Sam Noakes you know these are all names that the UK fight fans will know quite well uh, Pierce O'Leary uh, Sonny Ali another one and, you know these are for us these are names that we're being sort of fed as guys of the future and, and some of them do look like they are going to be guys of the future Hamza Sharaz and Dennis McCann in particular for me personally are, are definitely two guys that will project themselves into the the bigger audiences of the bigger platforms. And I think eventually, you know, they'll start to cross over to the US and you'll probably get to see more of them in action. But the main fight then, Zach Parker and John Ryder, is it feels just like a little bit of a no man's land fight at the moment. Like Zach Parker's 22 and 0 and never really had this this major, major fight in his career. The the Andrade fight was supposed to be that fight and it was supposed to be the biggest test of his career. That fell through. So now he's got a John Ryder who's been resurrected in his career and gets a controversial split decision over Danny Jacobs in February of this year. And he's now propelled himself into a position where Eddie Hearn's talking about him fighting Canelo in the future. And then Canelo mentions on Twitter a couple of days ago that he's looking for a tune-up before he aims for the Bivol rematch next year. Are the stars aligned for maybe the winner of this fight to fight Canelo? I mean, two thoughts for the Canelo question. <laughs> I think it's the winner of this fight or Shane Mosley Jr. Those are the only two people that I can foresee being the people because Mosley Jr. 
possibly happen is no gov has beaten a father and a son so there is an element of a story there i think the winner of this fight wins uh, gets canelo i think that um zach parker reminds me a lot of berlanga in the sense that there's a lot of excitement around the power very unproven and i'm very nervous about this fight for zach parker because even though john Ryder is not a world beater even though i have him a highly ranked because of his accolades and wins He's a guy who comes forward. He's a guy that's durable. And what all we know about Zach Parker is he hits hard and he's big. That's enough to get by John Ryder. It is, but we just don't know if he's going to be able to deal with the pressure of John Ryder because he's never really faced anybody like him. So it does it does kind of give us more questions, which hopefully we'll get the answers to after this fight. But I I just I see this fight as being the Canelo meal ticket fight with Canelo coming out now and saying that he wants a tune up. <laughs> To me, this is going to be the tune-up. The winner of this is the tune-up fight for Canelo. Uh, I genuinely believe it. I mean, with the interim WBO title being up for grabs and it being vacant, it just sort of screams like there's a there's a path pretty much laid out here for the winner of this fight, and it leads Canelo nicely into a sort of, you know, a, a Cinco de Mayo fight with one of these two guys, and then he moves on and tries to go for Bivol again. You know, in, in September, those two sort of months that he loves to fight in so much. So it's definitely, definitely a fight to tune into anyway from a UK perspective. This would be a UK fight, I think. Like, if Canelo gets this fight, I'd imagine this would be like Canelo's one time coming to the UK. Yeah, well, it makes sense, wouldn't it? Because it's a tune-up. Like, he's not going to have, like, a rematch with Bivol here in the UK because it's going to make more money in in the US in in probably Las Vegas is probably likely the the venue to go to for for that particular rematch if that was to happen but it makes sense for this fight the winner of this fight fights Canelo in the UK at say Wembley because Canelo would fill Wembley in the UK he's a superstar he's perceived as a superstar here so he'll certainly sell Wembley stadium out and that would certainly give fight fans in the UK an opportunity to probably for one time only get to see Canelo uh, at his at his prime really in his prime years as you maybe arguably want to say but it kind of feels like that that fight this weekend is set up for that so like I said if you're a UK fight fan listening that is definitely a fight to make sure you do tune into but obviously the cards are coinciding with the Dillian White card as well so you're going to be channel flicking or you're going to probably have it on a couple of devices if you're really that hardcore or maybe you'll just tune in the next day whatever suits you but you know they're they're the sort of the major fights and fight cards that are happening this weekend I also know that Obviously, there's going to be Jamie Mitchell's defence of the WBO bantamweight title, which is happening in Dubai against Britain's Nina Hughes, who's got a golden opportunity, really, to take the title from Jamie Mitchell and bring it back to Britain. She took it from Shannon Courtney. Now it's an opportunity for Nina Hughes to try and take it back. What are you thinking about this? Any thoughts on the fight whatsoever? It's exciting. You know, um, I was one of the first person to interview Jamie Mitchell as a pro at her pro debut, and computer is an amateur amateur event so it's always someone that i saw very early on in their career and see how the career progresses so jamie's someone that she's getting everything she can get out of this sport and i think getting getting big fights it's all i'm boxing so i don't have any deep thoughts other than it's great to see title fights occurring on this weekend there's a few decent fights this weekend i say decent i say it quite loosely because 
Quite honestly, there isn't anything that majorly stands out to me this weekend where I think I absolutely have to tune into this fight. And it sounds quite contradicting because, you know, I host a boxing podcast. We're very much within involved within boxing media in, in different capacities. But yet we're sat here and we're just sort of casually saying, I'm not so sure if I want to tune into that this weekend. I'm not so sure if it really whets my appetite. I'll be honest, I will be watching quite a few of the fights, but I'll be very selective about what I'm watching and when I'm watching it over the course of the weekend. Uh, with the, the football just starting in Qatar, the World Cup 2022, that has kind of taken a hold of, of my sports appetite as it stands. So uh, I think I'll be more kind of looking to tune into the football uh, this this coming weekend and probably for the next couple of weekends while the tournament's on. But, you know, these are the fights that are happening this weekend. It's really going to be really interesting to see how they play out. The one thing we haven't really discussed within these fights, we haven't really done any sort of analysis. I'm not planning to do an analysis because, you know, I'm not an analyst. I'm just a casual fight fan that likes to... Uh, I won't say casual. I'm underselling myself a little bit there. I mean, I'm a fight fan that has a podcast that likes to talk about certain fighters fight cards promoters whatever and we haven't given any predictions for any of the fights yet that's just the one thing i've realized as we come towards the end of the show so dillian white jermaine franklin what are you saying for this one uh like sixth round dillian white knockout i think that he'll get him in the mid rounds i think a dillian white win for me is on the cards uh i'm not sure if he'll knock him out uh, i i've got a feeling it may go to points but it could be a late knockout. I'm I'm a little bit on the fence about it, to be honest. I've just got some sort of fee- gut feeling that maybe Jermaine Franklin will give him a little bit more than what he's expecting. So we'll see. But I'm going to go with a Dillian White win. I'm not going to make a specific prediction, but I think Dillian White to win this fight for me. Uh, Pagrian Cepeda, how are you seeing that going? Regis, uh, I think Cepeda, he had a bad fight with Hank Lundy. He fought a prospect. People ran and some did his career against... He had a very hard fight. I think Regis is going to win the fight. And they are the main two fights for the weekend. We've gone through a host of other fights that are happening this weekend. And apologies to everybody listening for any little dropouts in audio that's happened during the course of this particular episode. It's incredibly difficult to try and edit these these bits out when they happen. Obviously, Luke, you're coming to me eight hours behind my time in the UK as we record it. And, and sometimes the audio can be an issue, you know, zoom. And I'm an working issue. while <laughs> office work, I'm checking over things. So if something's going out, being multitasking while being on this. So I apologize. <laughs> well, listen, we wanted to bring something to you this week and it is a bit shooting from the hip episode, not as structured as what we do normally. We just wanted to make sure we, we brought something to you guys listening. And, you know, as always, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for your thoughts, feelings and opinions on the fights. And I hope you do enjoy the fights this weekend. And as always, if you've got any thoughts on the fights that are happening this weekend, let us know at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube or TikTok. A big shout out to the patrons of the podcast thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us throughout the course of our journey we will be bringing you your latest episode of boxing through the decades very very shortly you will have had a message on patreon just to let you know about that so please do check that out and if you're not already a patron please do go and check us out at patreon.com forward slash btr boxing podcast network Well, that's it for this big fight preview episode. We'll see what happens and we'll be back next week to talk about these fights and the upcoming big fight for the following weekend. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. A dream is made real!
Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.